leadership, uh, particularly in F3, comes with, with all kinds of challenges. Um, as uh, Red Baron told me once, and it kind of stuck, uh, that's our job as leaders, right? To, to provide direction, to enforce standards, and to make tough decisions. Uh, and in today's episode, Ralph and I talked to a couple of sitting Nantans. Um, Tommy Boy out of uh, Greensboro and uh, Grizzly out of uh, Charlotte Metro. Uh, and they've been trying to do just that and, and trying to accelerate their regions over the last year uh, through COVID and through, you know, guys dropping off into the shadows and, uh, and through government restrictions and, and, and more uh, for that matter. And I hope that as you listen, um, that you hear something that will inspire you to hire and better leadership uh, in your families, in your work and in your community. Oh, uh, and also real quick, you'll also hear the guys, Grizzly in particular, give me a bunch of crap about my house. And for the record, I just want you to know he literally has three floors and an elevator in his house. So just so we're clear on that. All right, let's dive into the next 43 feet. Leadership isn't for the faint of heart. It's dirty, dangerous, difficult, and disruptive. It will test everything about who you are. Unfortunately, as a leader, you're out front, which means you usually only get about 43 feet of good road built for those following behind you while you're running the race yourself. Welcome to the 43 Feet Podcast, where each week you'll hear from some of the greatest leaders we can find both in F3 and beyond. If you're going to lead, you'll need to be ready for the difficult challenges, for what lies ahead in the unknown, for what's lurking in the next 43 feet. Uh, welcome again to another episode of the 43 Feet Podcast. With me as always, my good friend and partner in crime, Ralph, Matt Crossman out of St. Louis. Good morning, Darkest. I love that I have two of my uh, favorite and most watched movies uh, represented. It's uh, a, a banner on. day in podcast land. Uh, there is, I, I think I've probably seen Spaceballs more than I've seen any other movie uh, that's a guess. I'm not positive, but I think that's pretty close. And the the deer scene and the hit him in the side of the face with the two by four scene, uh, I rewound those about 500 times. So yeah. Funny that you say that because Tommy Boy, for the longest time, and I it may still, I'd have to think about it, but I've watched a lot more movies since then. But certainly in early college, Tommy Boy was by far my favorite movie, and I watched it constantly, yeah. like annoyingly, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, my brother and I had it pretty much memorized. Where is the, uh, weight room? Uh, could you, <laughs> is it, over, <laughs> no, never mind. I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can still hear one of my college roommates laughing at that deer scene. I mean, I haven't seen him. It's sad. I haven't seen him in 20 years. He was one of my closest friends for five uh -huh. years and I haven't seen him in 20, but, and he had a very, he's from the UP of Michigan. So he had, uh, a Northern accent. And he just had a, a little bit of a, a, a lisp and his laugh was just a little bit weird. And uh, that deer scene, just every time I see that scene, I think of him. Uh, it's interesting how memories collide like that. But yeah. that is interesting. I mean, it's funny how like you just never even you just never know where it's going to crop up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so also joining us today on the four three is uh, to my my right here in person is uh, Adam Hawthorne, whose uh, F3 name is Grizzly, and he is the the uh, Nantan of Charlotte Metro region. That's a that's a history. There's a long line of... Uh, it of, is the history, actually. <laughs> Ten years. Yeah. 
all uh, things all things originated from you uh n- well not n- from n- you n- but n- from metro yes that's what i mean yeah. it was uh in this region yes yeah. yeah. this origin is a story that's right this is where it began so he's taking on uh the legacy of let's see how did it go it was dread and then uh fish uh no tml fish wrap somp and And myself that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good there's some strong leaders in there there are no 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 pressure or anything (laughs) i'll say this uh i mean metro was always clicking along at at a a pretty good pace but grizz i think with his uh slt has really stepped things up it's been it's been pretty good to watch well it, it has been a uh quite a journey day one it was um I think it was March 23rd, I think, somewhere right uh, pandemic specific. Oh, and yeah. it was, uh, oh, that's right. shut it down. So, first order of business. <laughs> hey, welcome to Nantanning. Yeah. We're going to have We're going to just cancel um, all your workouts. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Good luck. It was a, uh, an interesting uh, couple of weeks there. That yeah. is funny because, and I didn't really think about that because it was just a couple months before that I, you know, Dred stuck me in the president F three role, and it was like, "Hey, welcome to the party." Oh yeah, yeah. we're going to shut everything. This is going to be. Uh, yeah. uh, it was, and it was, and and you know, we've got uh, a couple of guys here today from our SLT. Uh, we've got Blue Tornado uh, representing Core and Carrier, our third FQ. Let's see if I can um, do running this. point. Let's see if I can get that. Let's see if you can see him. The BT the uh, the peanut calorie, as it were. Hmm. Yeah. So these guys were um, ready and willing to jump in the mix from the beginning, and um, we have been we've been pushing forward and accelerating and continuing to find opportunities to uh, engage our men and to be a part of this community even through it all. So looking forward to uh, to busting out of this thing. Yeah, it's and and it and it, it's been slowly scraping away for sure. I mean, you guys have been making progress for sure. Um, and then also on the call is uh, another one of my dear, dear friends, uh, Mr. Corey Phillips, whose F3 name is Tommy Boy, who is also uh, the sitting Nantan in Greensboro. And you've heard him probably on some other podcasts as well, talking about some of the work that they're doing in their community um, in terms of, especially in terms of kind of breaking down racial barriers and things along those lines. Um, so welcome, Tommy. Morning, gentlemen. Good to be with you. So I think the, the first question of the day really is, Who's your favorite little rascal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sinner. It's, it's a, <laughs> it's right out of the it's right out of the movie, Ralph. It's a yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's okay. Oh, There's this it. one scene. Never mind. It's not important. Um, <laughs> no, so uh, so gathering these guys in the room today and and uh, and looking at kind of again and we we talk about this sometimes you know the format is is much looser than it used to be on 43 and we've just kind of trying to look for guys that I have looked at and this isn't a, an exhaustive list by any means but um, you know trying to get guys that I looked at as as strong leaders um, and uh, men that are accelerating in their leadership and finding ways to kind of just hear about what's going on and discuss their leadership and, and where they fall on things and, and stuff like that uh, with each other. See, I thought we were going for a ruck today. And uh, that's, that's how I fooled you. It's just like F3. I, I lure you in with a lie of fitness and then, and, then, and then start teaching you about leadership. It'll be great. Yeah, I promise. Here, here's a microphone. Yeah. It's like, are we rucking this microphone? I don't understand. It's not very heavy. Um, <laughs> But uh, and so, you know, you never I never know who's going to sign up together. And so with Grizzly and, and uh, Tommy Boy being on uh, the call right now. And actually, it's funny that you mentioned the, the pandemic and, and shutting down things and, and whatever. 
both sitting Nantans, which uh, hasn't happened uh, yet uh, on, on the podcast, I thought it would be interesting to kind of explore a little bit of, uh, you know, about uh, your leadership as a Nantan. What are some of the challenges you've faced? What are some of the things that you've, you've looked at? And how do you, as a guy who theoretically has no institutional authority, right? Guys don't have to do what you say as an Nantan, right? So with theoretically no institutional authority, how do you motivate and get guys excited and get a movement to unlock their brains to become better men and better leaders? I can hit on that real quick. I mean, we, we, from the, from the start of this, um, I think actually Red Fox was my first call, uh, first FQ. Uh, the guy is a beast out on the workout scene. Anytime he's queuing. Yeah. Guys are, uh, fearful and just to give you an idea uh red fox had a goal this this past year of running a sub five minute mile yeah right i can have that as a goal for the rest of my life yeah that's my goal too yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but he actually comes close to achieving these things right so he's very very fit and very very fast you know that was one of his goals that he adopted mid-year i think and his other goals were uh let's see uh, uh 300 merkins a day 200 uh uh sit-ups world war ii sit-ups and and i don't i forget the other one but the dude's a beast anyway so you talk about you know how how we um as a community first put the brakes on everything and then tried to (laughs) re-engage and start everything going full stop now accelerate you know it wasn't it was it was more of a, a of a conversation of you know we are essentially all free to lead. And I, and I use that obviously for the F3 reference, but it's such a beautiful way of kind of setting up the picture for, for what this organization is. And, and guys are going to feel comfortable doing what they um, want to do guys that want to get out in this. Um, they're going to find a way to do it. And there was a lot of what we called off the books workouts taking place where there was, you know, a couple of I guys. I certainly never attended any of those couple of guys meeting here or there. And that's the beauty of this thing. You know, you form connections, you make bonds, you eventually you break bread or um, you, you celebrate with these men and, and, and to have them uh, in, in our community kind of reaching out to each other organically was a beautiful thing to see happen. Um, Because, you know, people from a neighborhood perspective, it worked out, but you know, ultimately, I, I think the decision doesn't lie in a Nantan to decide whether or not you're, you're physically in presence. I mean, you, you, all we're here for is the cheerleaders, man. That, that's my opinion mm. of this role is, mm-hmm. to, is, to, is to root our guys on and to try and provide, you know, some rough semblance of organization to be able to let that happen. But like I said, Red Fox jumped in the mix we, we kind of put together a rough plan based on the governor's orders. North Carolina is different from South Carolina, Virginia. And so we, you know, ultimately wanted to fit within those confines um, so that we could protect the F3 brand um, and what that stood for in our community. Because as, as leaders, we needed to do that. For sure. Um, but ultimately, um, allowing uh, the, the, the freedom, you know, it's not, we're, this is not a, something that we dictated. This is something right. that, that happened. So, yeah. Um, yeah, red was instrumental in, in leading that approach and to push in the meta Metro to get back out. Yeah. Wow. No doubt. Hey, let me, let me jump in there. We, Please. uh, we, we had it, uh, our shutdown was, uh, I'm in, uh, the suburbs of St. Louis 
Uh, and in the city of St. Louis, the shutdown was pretty harsh, but out where we are, uh, it wasn't. And uh, so we, uh, had, we exploded during the shutdown. I mean, we were averaging uh, at my AO or my, uh, I was the site queue. I'm not anymore, but I was then. We were averaging three guys during the week and maybe five on the weekend. And during the shutdown, we absolutely exploded. We, we're in the double digits now. We, we tripled in size uh, during the shutdown. And that's because of the shutdown. Uh, they, they weren't officially, like we didn't, we didn't plant the flag. Uh, we didn't put it on. We were, we were using Slack. We didn't put it on Slack, that kind of thing. But for, you know, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, they were F3 workouts. And we just yeah. absolutely exploded. So Interesting. Yeah. No, I should, when I say that exploded is relative to the size, I mean, we didn't grow from 50 to 150. We grew, grew from three to five to 10 to 15. But after a year of being at three, seeing 15 guys, I was like, what the hell is going on? So <laughs> I think the, I think the shutdown just showed the, just how important second F was. I, I think that was all yeah. second F and guys uh, being cramped in the house and not being able to stand that anymore. Yeah, no, no. I think, I think you're right. Tommy, you were going to jump in there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot of what, what Grizzlies and Ralph just said, but uh, as far as F3 was a necessary thing and, and the flashlight was just turned on in a bigger, it, I mean, it turned into a lighthouse, right? Uh, we went yeah. from being a, a flashlight to a lighthouse to a lot of men. But um, I knew just have, from being friends with you and being a neurolog with you, Dark Helmet, at Grillruck, that uh, if we were going to wait for an answer, A, it wasn't going to come because an answer from F3 Central uh, from corporate would have stripped the power from all of us. Right. right. So <clears throat> there could be some guidance. Right. But, um, but it was a matter of pulling our SLT together, talking about what we could do locally, what we couldn't do locally because of government gubernatorial guidelines. But um, at the end of the day, it was like, let's just stay, keep ourselves healthy and safe and abide by those guidelines first. Let's keep doing what we're doing. Um, and if we have to bust up some AOs and go other places, then guess what? We're going to potentially have a half dozen new AOs and guess what's happened over the course of the past year. So a lot came out of, um, what could have been a very scary time. What is a very scary time, unfortunately, and, and, and sad. Um, but if, if we let that control what we're doing, or if we're waiting for an answer that may or may not come, I think back to your, our statement is there is no statement. Um, yeah it's keep doing what you're doing. And so that's what we're that's not a statement I've ever made. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was solid. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. also, I think from uh, a lot of what we, we did from a, just an AO setup was, is the place even available? Do we have, is mm. the, uh, you know, playgrounds are off limits. Schools are off limits. And that then led us to, from a location based perspective and to your point was to, to find new locations and the, have new AOs and I'm, and we're seeing that all the time. We're seeing later AOs. Um, what do we call it? The banker has started up here in Charlotte, um, which is a so a sad later to happening uh, workout, <laughs> but it's great. I mean, I mean, these guys, they have, you is. know, my business in construction, we've, we've been deemed essential from the start. So, you know, mm -hmm. from a, from a life perspective, I'm blessed that, you know, my day to day hasn't necessarily changed from going to the office. So, you know, to have that, to, to have the ability to still get out in the gloom has been important um, for mental health, for my own mental health and, and for the mental health of, of our men. Um, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've all seen different impacts from this. And, and unfortunately, we recently lost one of our Metro men, uh, Double Trouble, Stephen Vaughn, 
Um, and you know, it was kind of a ironic moment last weekend, last Saturday, we're at, we're at an F3 blood drive, um, in one of our packs, do re Mi's office. Um, and, and we're live streaming double troubles, um, memorial. And mm. it was just a, uh, you know, and, and you talk about a dichotomy of, of moments. You're, 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 you're watching a man get laid to rest and yet you're, um, surrounded by other men given back to the community and, um, literally giving life. Right. It was, uh, the, the, the beauty of that should not be lost on, on anyone. How did you guys experience, uh, or did you experience acceleration in the second and third F, you know, cafeteria book study, uh, sort of things. I, I think the reason I ask is, um, I saw a lot of regions struggling, a lot of the newer regions. So I'm glad to hear that St. Louis is rocking and rolling. Um, and it was because their roots didn't go past very far past, if at all, the first F. So they had a tight workout group and they were getting after it. And these guys were crushing it. Some of the toughest SOBs out there. Um, and then when COVID hit, I saw a lot of regions that I was even looking to for more examples that really struggled. Uh, in some instances, hit the brakes and just completely halted. Um, you know, Greensboro's always been lucky because for whatever reason, well, I, mean, I can think of the reason, certain guys stepped up early on and launched a book study, a Bible study, um, uh, uh, a skills class, a, a great cafeteria constant discussion topic. And um, that was our immediate go-to. I think that thrived before our workouts really got back to close to normal. Yeah, we've um, we've seen tremendous acceleration on both fronts. Uh, Carrier is here today with us and he's been leading the, the third F charge. Um, and he's seen uh, a lot of organic growth in the, the map. Um, uh, you know, he's, he's put together a calendar. The map is a, a, a Bible study that meets, um, he's wearing his community, uh, matters cafe hat of which he represents, um, which is a, a coffee shop next to the Charlotte rescue mission here in town. Uh, there's a lot of pop-up third F events that have, um, bond from, from that workout. You've heard, I think Beaver's been on here talking about the, the impact of, um, getting to those rescue mission links and trying to, to help men in the community. And I think from a third F perspective, it's a perfect opportunity to really engage with a man's heart. The, the, uh, uh the men that are in recovery are usually looking uh, pretty deeply at themselves and, the decisions that they've made and a lot of them long for uh, direction. So um, that's been a strong focal point too. Yeah, That's right. Mm. The Q source we've, we've split off our Q source and now we have um, two sessions of that every day. Um, back up our, our Q source Q has been uh, getting that material out and, and has engaged in a, a couple of other guys for our standard Sunday Q source. And um, we're seeing, a lot, a, a lot of longing desire for that push for that, uh, that deeper discussion. And I think to your point, Tommy, it's, it's, um, it's what, what men need. And, and it, when, you know, you couldn't have the proximity of a workout, maybe even these, the, the, the day of the zoom call, um, our SLT, for example, we've been meeting, uh, weekly, uh, on Fridays just to have a quick discussion. And, talk about, you know, what we need to do for the next week and the next month. And, and, you know, I love seeing these guys, um, even if it's just for, you know, 30, 45 minutes on a Friday, but 
you know, I've you know seeing the Slack channels on our on our nation's Slack and the guys that are still engaging in, in those aspects. On on the second F side of things here in Metro, um, Rev Rev Flowrider has really jumped in the mix. Um, <laughs> he's been a uh, um, champion of second F for a long time, and um, we uh, recently we had um, Earth Mover and Snoop running point on that for a while, and. And Rev has jumped into that position for us and um, really, uh, pun intended, ignited the uh, the second F with uh, Fire Pit Friday. We just had our first Fire Pit Friday, uh, I believe it was the 5th of February. Is this uh, in person? It is in person. Go on. So um, limited to, you know, roughly 10 guys, put up a sign up, Genius. The There's a, a host house and that house is responsible for firewood and chairs. And that's about it. Bring your own beverage and um, whatever you want and just sit around a fire and chat and enjoy <coughs> each other's company. Uh, and the reason I kind of chuckle when he says Reverend Flo Rida is, uh, well, if you've ever met the guy, if you'd ever met the guy, you'd, you would chuckle as well. Uh, but there's a reason uh, that Dredd always called him the sunshine bazooka. He's just this super positive, uh, semi-insane uh, guy who uh, is just kind of out there doing his thing. But um, that, that's some interesting. Uh, I think that's interesting. And that's something that I have not heard uh, maybe anywhere in the nation. That I'm aware of, and and feel free to you know tweet me and, and tell me how stupid and wrong I am because that's well, one second. Just, wait wait no, just, no problem, yeah. just just yeah. just about but, this or <laughs> in general it. it's totally fine you heard um, of First Nation that's right but uh, but that you guys meet weekly that you that you have a now I shouldn't say that I guess I do know some guys who who work out together and stuff pretty often but but a weekly check in a weekly deal for our SLT yes. yeah 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 so we. We've tried to make it just, you know, simple. At first, it started actually post-workout. It was uh, Thursday, 7 a.m. Um, you know, we tried, you know, I'm sitting at the house. My wife's telling me to be quiet, and I'm on the back porch. Um, you know, you see everybody at post-workout. But um, it evolved into, you know, a Thursday lunch. I think we've met up. Actually, our first lunch meeting was over here in the parking lot of uh, Noble Smoke of which we're going today to enjoy some tasty barbecue giddy up and uh so yeah and and that and in that you know that one parking lot moment i think we had some pretty strong connections made personally and you know hadn't um expressed this to you guys but that really meant a lot to be out and to be in person you know that that was the midst of it that was probably early april yeah. and uh you know we didn't know where the world was going at that time so yeah. um for you know just to have just to have proximity is important and, yeah. and yeah. not zoom proximity. Love right. you guys, but zooms. Yeah. Zoom, I'm, zoom, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I, uh, that, that proximity is, uh, just so important. You know, we, we tried, we still have zoom workouts going on. Uh, and we, uh, we jumped on that right away and I jumped on that right away. And after two zoom workouts, I'm like, I'm sorry, that sucks. I, it's, it's better than nothing, but not very much. And so we started doing, you know, there, there was no, our, uh, our rules, our local rules allowed us to work out at the park in small groups. So we weren't violating any standards. Uh, I know other communities that that wouldn't have been the case. So we kept doing that. And uh, you know, my recollection of it was the, the being there was just so important, you know, cause we weren't, there was no church. You couldn't have church yet. Uh, yeah. And you know, that, that gathering together, uh, I mean, it was every workout felt, at least marginally, like all three apps were being hit. 
And that's, yeah. you know, that, that's always the case, I guess, but it was much more the case. Sure. Yeah. That, to a degree. That stretch right? where you couldn't right. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what I see a lot more of too lately is guys that are staying after a workout and it's just mm. parking lot talk. You yeah. know, it's yep. a lot more, um, you have, you, you have bigger groups that break into smaller groups that break into smaller groups. And there's a lot of that just kind of wanting to have a conversation and, you know, blue tornado, I'm sure you've from a, a core perspective, those, you know, those guys, they've been such a strong impetus to the, to the continued growth, um, of our region. I mean, they're, they're responsible, you know, do re me's been Dora me and Van Winkle have been pushing this blood drive, um, free to bleed concept across the nation. And that was born literally out of a, a, a site cue call that we had one, hmm. uh, one evening, we just wanted to get all the site cues on a, at the time zoom and it was may, and Dore Me said, Hey, I got this idea. Why don't we have a blood drive? And um, so he, you know, began to engage from a community perspective. And guys, if you haven't in your regions had the ability to experience that, it is probably more so of a second F event than anything. But um, uh, from a from a, an ability to give back perspective, I mean, most of us have uh, the ability to do that. And it's, uh, relatively cheap and, uh, right. you did, yeah, you're just, uh, giving back a little of your, um, you didn't need that pint anyway. I mean, yeah. really. Right. And, and so these, yeah, it's been an amazing process to see that, that growth and it, and it growing just from pure organic ideas. Yeah. How did, how, how did you guys handle, uh, timidness or, fear uh with with guys who just they did it even safe or not uh real fear or not how, how did you guys manage that or, or did you did you just like guys uh if they didn't want to show up did you just say okay i, I understand or did you encourage like how did you how did you handle that and and it's Thanks, I, bro. It shouldn't, be, shouldn't be past tense it should be present tense because i assume it's still going yeah and first acknowledge it um because it's their choice but you don't that's where pick up the six comes into play. Um, you know, pick up the six fitness, fellowship, faith, leadership. If you're not practicing them, they're just the theory. Um, and so we were really cognizant that if, you know, Grizzly says he's not going to come back out because, you know, in my case for a while, I was really hesitant because I have, a, um, a, a, my M uh, has a, an autoimmune uh, issue. So COVID is, is a, just, it's a different thing for me. Um, yeah. but then you, you, you know, you talk to the doctors, you talk to the friends that, you know, use your resources and figure out what, what does and what doesn't make sense. Uh, there are other guys who just adamantly are not going to come out. Um, and that's their choice. And so you, you get them connected with a zoom. Um, but at the end of the day, no matter what you do, you're not letting them stay back in the shadows. Um, because those are, then we would just be speaking to the problems that we're trying to solve, which are loneliness, uh, malaise, depression, um, abandonment. So much the same, Tommy. I mean, it's, uh, every man's got to look at their family situation and their work situation and their exposure situation and make a decision that, um, is best for themselves and best for their, um, immediate loved ones. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of internal debate, um, in my family. Uh, there's a lot, you know, from, uh, I mentioned earlier from my, occupation we were deemed essential so mm. we spent very little time at home working from home um 
it's uh, in the construction business, which I mean, it's difficult to build a building remotely. So uh, <laughs> For now. those drones aren't quite that good yet. And so it's just a, it's, it's, there's this tale of two worlds where you have guys that literally have not left the house in three days. And, um, you know, I, I can't speak to that. I don't know what that's, I don't know what that's like. I, I know that from a personal perspective, uh, my ultimate goal and feeling about this for anyone that I encounter is you, you got to do what's important for you. So, yeah. um, uh, I think letting them, letting people decide on their own is the most important part of that. And, and, but continuing to reach out, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, what was it? I think, um, a tweet the other day that I saw about, uh, uh, trying to make sure you're staying engaged with folks that, uh, you, you don't know where everybody's headspace is. And, uh, I don't know how else to do it besides just being personal and, and picking up the phone and, yeah. Heck, a phone call goes so much further these days than does a, a text message and a and a tweet. Just having a conversation. So, um, I don't know. I think it's more about letting guys make their own decisions. For sure. You know, um, one of the things that you guys have both hit on pretty uh, pretty heavily, I think, is this idea of proximity and the the necessity of proximity. Uh, and I'll just share that. So my, um, my wife, uh, was supposed to go in to get surgery, uh, this, uh, this past week, um, went in for her routine, you know, COVID test, uh, or whatever, you know, uh, you know, beforehand, and then found that she was positive for COVID, right? which no symptoms, nothing like that. So I had no idea that that was even a thing that was going to happen. We assumed it would just come back negative and that'd be fine. Came back positive. And so she isolated, and I happened to be out of town at the time. She isolated in the house uh, on our third floor, right? And shut everything off and, you know, there's bathroom and everything up there and little fridge. And she, honestly, I'm not the sure. Third floor. Right. Well, I'm not sure she can, she's going to come down. I don't even know. Like it's, <laughs> it's just like a finished attic kind of thing. Sure. Right? Don't, don't get crazy. But right. uh, <laughs> I got, I've got a third floor. The whole no, reason he told the story is so he can say that he has a third floor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> good for you. It's over the, it's the, over the second garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 when you jackasses are done, I'll, I'll jump back in here. Hold on a second. Okay, well, hold on a second. Now, was it, it did she drive the, the first Lamborghini or the second Lamborghini to get that test? Well, the ramp doesn't go to the third floor for the second Lamborghini. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. Uh, I apologize for mentioning that my home has, like, what in the world? Thanks for derailing that. Uh, you're welcome. That out. Uh, so your, your wife was in isolation. Yes. Yeah, I'm on. starting that part over because I'm going to do this my way. Mm -hmm. Jackasses. Mm -hmm. So anyway, no. So so she tests positive, and uh, and so she's, she's isolating, right? So I didn't get to see her. Like I didn't see my wife face to face for a week. We zoomed dinner. Come on. Like that's how. No, I'm not joking. Legitimately. Mm -hmm. Legitimately, because she's a super rule follower. <laughs> which is because, and that's how you know there's balance in the universe. Because I'm like rule. I've heard of it. <laughs> I'm familiar with the concept. Um. But she's, you know, she is very, you know, uh, she's the reason our taxes get paid. I'll just say that. Not because I don't No, because I don't believe in it, but that's, you know, I'm not quite a taxationist theft guy, but I'm pretty close. Um, but the, the point being that, uh, that, you know, just so just having that isolation, you know, yes, it happened early on with with COVID. 
and and I didn't I didn't like the Zoom workouts because I thought they were they weren't as challenging. I didn't I I still found a good degree of sociality and I found it interesting to work out with guys from all over the country. I thought that was kind of fun uh, at different times. Like your birthday but, cue. Hey, that's right. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Grizz, Grizz got that thing up to what? Almost 100 guys. We had a good one there. That was pretty good. Surprise. Um, but uh, yeah, it was on my birth. Anyway, can, can I finish? Okay. Is that ahead. possible? Okay. Yes. I just, <laughs> You're just going to edit it out. No, I'm not. I don't <laughs> the even know story's going to take longer than she actually had COVID. Anyway, so the point being is here we were separated. And I think because, you know, I didn't mind the, 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 the zoom workouts as much and it didn't affect me as much uh you know at that point and i did find some other you know small pockets of places you know because we're right on the border and i can go a lot of different ways you know to find workouts and stuff and so i managed to find you know small pockets where there were workouts kind of happening off the books and things like that and and um but i got a taste this last week was my my ultimate point of bringing that up i got a taste this last week of what i think a lot of guys probably have gone through mm -hmm. in terms of being truly feeling cut off i mean it was the most bizarre thing to like you know bring meals this is so my wife is such a rule follower she's like well if the kids are going to go back to school they said i have to do you know this 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 and i'm like okay so like leaving food at the bottom of you know at the bottom of the steps she was i mean it was like some kind it was so bizarre i don't, don't truly know truly cut off she that's how she said it yeah but but do you know what i mean like it was but that experience of really going, oh my gosh, I think I'll go insane if this goes on much longer. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, uh, go ahead, Ron. I, I had the Rona over Christmas and uh, we did not do that. Well, first of all, we don't have a third floor to go hide on, but we did, we did not super isolate. Uh, I have two kids, both of them got it. I got it. And my wife didn't, but yeah, there was no, no leaving the house, no nothing for gosh. I don't know how long, several weeks because the, the, the first kid got it and I got it a week later. And then, you know, the way the testing works, like my wife's uh, oh, yeah. isolation didn't end for another two weeks after mine did. So yeah, that was, it sucks. I mean, in addition to feeling terrible, you can't, even if you wanted to go anywhere, you couldn't. And yeah, that's just not, right. that's not normal. And you know, you, one of the things that I have found personally frustrating is, you know, sort of the social, the societal, uh, shame attached with having the nerve to leave the house uh i don't mean when you have COVID. i mean just in general that this yeah. uh, sort of overbearing uh you know there's a line in the sand and leaving your house is it that, i just don't think that's healthy i think we've ignored the fact we haven't i think there's an element of society that has ignored the fact that you need to go out and hug people you know being stuck in your house and never touching anybody ever is is worse than some of the diseases mm. It is well, that goes back to proximity, right? I mean, you're, yep. you're hitting on proximity again because uh, I call it the shopping cart syndrome. You know, if, if we're driving down the road and, and um, you know, Ralph, you cut me off in traffic, I'm probably going to weave a tapestry of swear words inside of my car because I have no accountability or proximity to you. If we show up at the exact same grocery store five minutes later and I'm coming around a corner from with my cart and you cut me off with your cart, I'm probably going to apologize to you and say, no, it's fine. It's my fault. It's my fault. Um, Cause I'm immediately accountable to you and my own actions um, because of that proximity. And I think a lot of that, well, I know a lot of that it's, it's people that aren't in proximity shouting out their front door, AKA social media, what their, what their opinion is. 
And there's no dialogue. There's no debate. There's no understanding. It's just words on a page or words on a screen. Uh, it, for years, the, the comment in the writing business has been, don't read the comments at the bottom of your stories because they just turn into just mm. nastiness. But I can tell you going back to even before social media existed, uh, I would get emails from people so angry at me for whatever. Like I was a sports writer, dude, it's a, it's a story about a game. Why are you so mad at me? And if you emailed them back politely, 99 times out of 100, they would write back and apologize. I didn't think anyone was going to read this. You're, you're a good guy just for responding to me. And it, it, to, to your point, Tommy Boy, it was like it created proximity because they realized that you actually exist. Uh, mm. It was really an interesting phenomenon that if you wrote back, you know, if, yeah, if I wrote back and called them every name in the book, uh, they would, yeah, that the, the resolution would not be quite as good. Yeah. But if you, if you responded nicely, they uh, apologized immediately. You know, you bring up an interesting point there, Ralph. And as you guys have been talking, my brain has just been kind of chewing on this a little bit. The, number one, there's obviously there's levels of proximity, yeah. right? And, and we can go from non-ideal to more ideal, right? There's probably a continuum in there. But the, the other thing is that, that you mentioned is, uh, you know, you wrote this guy back, right? And, and said, hey, man, whatever you said, right? But it was kind and it was, you know, whatever. And, and then suddenly he was, he's nice or nicer, whatever, yeah. right? And I thought, is, is the problem or is part of the problem that people just don't feel heard? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah. And so since they yeah. don't feel heard, that's part of why they're just yelling out the door, like Tommy yeah. said, on social media or whatever it is. They're just screaming into the abyss, just desperate for someone to hear them. Yeah, there's a ton of people right now dealing with an empty resiliency tank. Um, mm. You know, I know that we're growing and we're only going to grow exponentially each day, but we're nowhere compared to the people who are sitting at home feeling unheard, whose resiliency tank, you know, every day they try to refill it, but they're not really pouring anything else into it. They're just getting the, the free boost that we all get by what I would call, you know, as, as a person who practices uh, uh, religion, you know, I'm, I'm a faithful Methodist, like, that's a gift to me. So I wake up with a gift and they may not call it that. They just may call it, oh, my feet are on the floor. I got to get back to work. But every day that tank gets smaller and smaller if it's not filled. And so when you see your buddies in the gloom, when you attend a Q-source discussion and contribute to it, when you're practicing all these things that are, you know, and taking them beyond theory into reality, it's like that refills your tank. You feel like you're a part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. But man, there are so many people out there. I mean, we've all seen it. Family members just shouting at one another and people being ugly and nasty. And I guarantee it's because they're not heard. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's like the, the reason fellowship is so important in F3 that, I mean, fellowship is a really fancy way of saying I've, I've got my tribe. I'm, I'm finally being heard. There's other people mm -hmm. out there going through what I'm going through. I'm loved. Yeah. And I, I would, yeah. one of the things I've been thinking about as we've been talking is uh, Oh, at the risk of overstating it, but the primal satisfaction of getting to a beatdown and hugging that guy next to you, mm -hmm. uh, either because, you know, and I, I don't, I don't want to say anything about, you know, COVID fear. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying there was a, a, a time there where you would get to a beatdown with a guy you would, you had hugged every Wednesday and every Saturday for a year. And then all of a sudden you can't, you can't shake hands with them. You can't even fist bump them just for whatever reason. And then suddenly that dam breaks, you know, I'm screw it. I'm come here, rootworm. I'm, I'm hugging you. Uh, I don't hug me if you don't want to, but if you hug, I'm hugging you. Uh, just the, right. the satisfaction Arms of that. Open. 
<laughs> yeah. Hold yeah, on, I mean, I, I don't want to extend on, this thing. Yeah, yeah. Grizz, Grizz is going to jump in with something. I was just going to say, Tommy, you're the king of analogy. Uh, uh, your <laughs> barrel of resiliency, you're, you've thrown a lot of them out there. I like it. No, I, I mean, uh, from a proximity perspective, yeah, we went from, you know, uh, it, it's interesting to me to, to, to look at just, just from a marketing perspective, like right. look at Frank, look at Frank's shirt here, right? That F3 right there in the center of his chest, you know, there, there is a, uh, a pretty big part of this. When we started, it was the fist bump, right? It was the, wait, we can't even, what are we supposed to, Hey, could we elbows? Right, wanna, what, yeah. Yeah. What, like, how do we, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's a real thing. And, and, and it's, and it was, and it's awkward. It's still awkward. You could, you approach somebody now and you don't know how to, how to interact yep. with that person even a year in right yeah. i haven't figured it is out is the handshake coming out. back i don't know is it just yeah what are we uh, i don't know i think you have to kind of gauge that for for your own from your own perspective and from that that person that you're across from this perspective and kind of realize well uh, to your point you know being at the end of that workout and having that moment where you can be like you know what i i miss you um it it's it's a pretty cool thing now I don't really miss the uh, partner wheelbarrows, um, <laughs> partner piggyback carries. Um, glad those I have do. subsided. Uh, hey, does any other region do a partner pickle pusher? Is it just Ew. no? Soon. My favorite is the uh, the the conceptual, never never uh, performed that I'm aware of, but the partner Rosalita Merkin. That's always. <laughs> yeah, I know. I always thought that would be the interesting. We need to diagram that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let, let's. There are bounds of proximity. I think that, <laughs> might, that, that might violate them. So. It might. It might. Open yeah. to all men, Ralph. Hater. It's true. True story. Core principle. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've uh, we've got we've got six inches of snow on the ground uh, here in St. Louis, as uh, uh, Helmet and I have been talking about. And we, uh, for the first time, I think, uh, shared equipment. We put three coupons into a sled with a rope on it and pulled it up and down uh, what we call Five O Hill. And so that was sharing equipment. But we've uh, it's just holding a rope. So I think we're we're past the uh, the fear. It's of that, called a we, toboggan, by the way. Yeah, tobog toboggan's the thing you wear. Is this 1930? <laughs> yeah, see, that's a... <laughs> well, here's a thought because I was like, I, I like next steps. Not, it's soda. It's not pop. Um, Coke. It's Coke. It's, it's not cheer Coke. wine. It's not. Yeah, Coke it's cheer Michigan, wine. Atlanta. For I'm sorry. Oh. Michigan, we call it pop in Michigan. I'm going to have to tell yeah. you. Yeah. yeah the Ohio in me wants wrong. to say pop as well. Just yeah. like the Ohio in me wants to say Warsh, the clothes. Yes. Um, but as a challenge to the packs that are listening, uh, you know, you, you brought up a great question. What do we do now? Like, is it a fist bump? Is it an elbow thing? Is it a virtual pat on the back? You know, what does it look like? But what if the guys who are queuing sign up to queue the next seven days when they do their warm or they do their name arama, uh, they make eye contact with the guy across from them and they they bring up one great thing that they observed of that man that mm. that workout. You know, it, it's like a it's a in, in your face uh, naked man moleskin. Uh, you know, helmet. Yeah. I saw you pushing yourself beyond your own limits. I love you, brother. You know, the next guy goes and, you know, F3 Grizzly. Grizzly, man, I, I, you, you were pulling on that coupon like nobody's business. It reminded me that I've got a lot of weight that I'm carrying and I appreciate you and I love you. Well, get skinny. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. You know something, Tommy, you're, you, and this is something that I, I perceive, uh, and not just because you said this is not why I'm doing this, but, um, but you're good at creating proximity. That is something that you have hmm. been been very very talented and gifted at uh and even if it's only emotional proximity um that is something that that i've noticed 
um, that, that you do. And, and some of that's in the work that you do in the community, but also right now, I mean, like the first thing out of your mouth is like, I have a suggestion on how we can get more proximate. Right. And, and again, you know, there's, there's a proximity continuum, I think, but, but emotionally proximate is, is important as well. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think that, that, uh, that you create that pretty, pretty well. Um, the, so I guess one of the questions I have is, and we're kind of coming up on the end of our time here, if you can believe an hour just went by, but, um, the, how, how do you then as Nantans, if, if proximity is so important, how, how do we create that? And if, if it's important for us in F3, clearly it's important for our communities. So how do we create proximity for our men and for the communities that we serve? Mm. Uh, From a standpoint, I, I don't think that there is from a, from a Nantan perspective, I'm not creating, I'm not creating anything but an environment that is, um, open for anything. Um, there's, there's not, there's, you know, we, we, we toss around ideas every week. We look at new opportunities, you know, as an SLT, we've, we, we haven't necessarily called it a focus on proximity. We've just called it a focus on, on what we're doing. We're putting together, um, uh, another King of the Hills event, which is Can't the wait. King of the Hills in Metro was derived from uh, the lacking of a Blue Ridge re- relay this year. And a lot of the guys wanted to have a, an endurance event. And so we, we through red and now sheep's uh, undertaking, they've created an event where we take on three of the toughest courses in Metro and you do it as a smaller group. Uh, last year was 12. This year will be 10, uh, six man teams and you take on the course, um, not all at the same time. So we're still creating proximity, but without, um, the big, uh, group size. Now we did have our 10 year, uh, anniversary. Um, that was, uh, right on one, one, mm-hmm. um, kind of in the thick of this and, you know, group size was a big part of that discussion. We, we debated long and hard on what and how and how we were going to do it. And, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately I think we were successful for the most part, you know, at the end, it's difficult when you get, you know, a large group of guys together, especially surrounding um, guys like OBT and dread. Um, you know, they, they have such, uh, they've got a lot of good things to say, but you know, I think for the most part guys did what they felt was safe in their own right. So yeah. to answer your question, how do you create proximity? You don't create, you create opportunities. Mm. You don't create proximity and, I... and the opportunities are there and, and the men and, and decide how they want to handle it. I... Yeah, I agree a lot with that. You know, it was interesting in Greensboro. I know it happened across the country, but, you know, it was the one-two punch, right? It was COVID early on. And then we started to figure out what COVID looked like as far as an F3 lens. Um, The social justice movement erupted across the country. And Mm -hmm. you stand there and you watch the downtown AO turn into buildings being torched and cinder blocks thrown into the International Civil Rights Museum and all these things. And it's, to your point, uh, Grizzly, like that's, I was surrounded by guys who were just looking for opportunity. Like we're not okay with this. We wanted, we want to make a positive statement and, and invigorate community leadership. And you know, the, the guys put on this this Juneteenth rock where we literally walked through the the history of our town, um, and we put it out there to the public and just said, "Hey, if you're interested, uh, put a heavy weight on your back and let's go for a." It was a four mile rock uh, with with stops along the way to hear from speakers and a street poet. Um, we had 150 people show up. Wow. And and the majority of them were not F3. It was moms and daughters and, and guys and police and civilians. And um, it was incredible. 
And, and to your point, I mean, we just created an opportunity and people wanted to be a part of something that involved other people. In this case, it was a lot of people who didn't look like one another. Um, but that never would have happened if it weren't for a core group of guys who just said, hey, what's happening downtown isn't the town that we live in. Like, this isn't right. This isn't us. Um, we, we're called to be a leader. What a great opportunity to lead. Um, and so through a little bit of fear, you know, you kick down that wall and then you move into doubt and you kick down that wall and you move into reality and then you figure it out on the way. Um, but it, 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 it is interesting. And I think for me, and Dark Helmet, I really appreciate what you, what you said um, because I'm, uh, when I hear guys talk about me, I don't know who they're talking about. And I don't say that to be like humble brag. I just, should I use your uh, name more often? Does that, <laughs> that help you? My hospital name. I just, I've never, I had never seen myself a, as a leader. Um, I just like doing cool stuff. And the Nantans before me pulled me aside and said, we want you to be this person and we've got your back. So you're not allowed to complain about that or worry about that anymore because, you know, we're there to support you. So, you know, even as Nantan, don't let anybody think that as Nantan, you immediately are not the six because I've been the six still. Um, but what I've learned through vulnerability uh, in a safe space is that you validate a lot of people who are feeling that way to some instance, to some spectrum um, that just haven't found words to put to it yet. And, and if you're able to say, I I'm going through this, I'm not sure what to do with it, um, but here's what we're going to do anyway. A lot of guys step up and say, yeah, I, I felt that as well. Uh, and suddenly you've got, again, you've got this tribe that is working through the same resolve. Um, easier said than done. I'm dumbing it way down, but I, I know through my experience that as, as Nantan, you know, how do we lead with proximity and how do we seek out? It is definitely opportunity. Uh, and for me, it's vulnerability that leads to validation for the packs. Um, Cause I know I've gotten nothing but validation from the guys that are vulnerable with me. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability. That's a good way to put it. I mean, that, that right there is what, what helps to build trust when, when you can, have a conversation with another guy and, and, and let your guard down and let them know, heck, you, you know, I've, I've been thrilled listening to Maximus in the fort and what he's done. I mean, that guy's putting it out there and it's yeah. inspiring to, to look at what he's putting on paper. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't know, I, I've, I've had that conversation that, that he put into words with myself all the time, walking in the door, like where, you know, wh why am I not being, yeah. being, uh, where are my slippers? Right. And, and <laughs> it's like, I, you know, that vulnerability breeds such a, such a, uh, a growth in, in, in what we are as men. Yeah. I mean, we are, uh, naturally egocentric and, um, can be super closed minded, but, but that vulnerability itself has helped to open up um, a whole new level of growth for me. So, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's that emotional proximity, I think. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would agree with all that. And, you know, this is not an original thought, but, you know, nine of the most powerful words are you too. I thought I was the only one, you mm. know, and just how that doesn't happen if someone doesn't uh, ad admit if that's the right word uh, that has a connotation I don't really like, but if somebody doesn't confess or admit or share something that they're going through, the other person's going to think they're the only one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, uh, I, I would say that, uh, I, well, first of all, thank you for the discussion. I think that was, I think this was good. Um, and I really, a couple of, a couple of powerful thoughts, uh, that came and I, I really appreciate Grizz sharing that, you know, as, as Nantans, as leaders in general, 
uh, we don't create much of anything except opportunity. I think, I think that might be one of the, the strongest things that I, that I heard today. And, and whether that's opportunity to be proximate, that's opportunities to lead, you know, or whatever it might be, but that, I guess that's kind of our role as leaders is to create opportunity for other men and other people to, to step in and find uh, and to act on what they feel and how they uh, need to, to do things. Does that sound like a fair statement? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, I know we're getting towards the tail end here and I just, you know, I, I, I do feel like you, you actually do have a face for podcasts. Um, and you're, <laughs> you're, you know, I'm, that is so I, sweet. I dig that the, the headphones kind of roll, roll back to protect the headspace. Yeah. I it's, can't mess this hair up. So. You're a pro man. Yeah. This is a pro setup and you know, you, you, you know, you touched on it from an opportunity perspective, but um, when you, when you said that, uh, that, that post um, uh, this is the, not a statement. Right. Yeah. Uh, I thought you hit the nail on the head. I mean, and I think I even texted you after that. And I said, so what you're saying is, and you were like, what I'm saying is yeah, what yeah, I said, yeah. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, I, we're not, we're not putting any type of boundary or guardrail on this thing. This is yours to decide. And I thought that will, you know, that was mm. nail on the head. So, um, uh, kudos for, for that. And for, for putting that out in the way that you did it, it was well-crafted and well-written and well, um, it, it made an impact. So. Oh, thank you, man. I, I wrote that on my third floor. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> With his Mont Blanc pen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's got did you dictate it to your there. manservant or what? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, my, these hands don't touch typewriters. That's disgusting. It's a, <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, wow. I guess the, so, you know, take away your own takeaways, uh, you know, out there guys that are listening, but, um, but I hope you heard some things today that, that opened your mind a little bit to the idea that, uh, that opportunity is what we need, uh, and opportunities for proximity make a huge difference and will make a, a, I think make a, a, a place where, um, good things can get done. Um, and that's all we're really trying to do, man, is trying to figure out how, how to do more good things. So, uh, I'll leave you with uh, one question, um, if if I may. Uh, will you do me a favor? Yes. Will you be the leader that you are? Deal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>